Hey everyone, and welcome back to Branded Bliss, a podcast for creative and passionate entrepreneurs and bloggers. I am so happy to be joining you for episode 13. We are going to be discussing something that is still plaguing the creative community to this day, and it is the copycat effect. And I have never felt more passionate about this and more um, of a need to really talk about it than ever before, because I am seeing it still as much now, if not more than what I was back when I, um, I think I've previously spoken about this a little bit on the podcast. I've definitely written about it on the blog, but I might've done it in like a mini sode or I mean like a bonus episode or something like that. But even so I'm back to talk to you extensively about it, how you can avoid it, um, kind of what to do if you find yourself in a place where, again, you may be too inspired. Um, you're looking for, um, you're a little too influenced. You're looking for that inspiration from those in your niche or community or even your competitors. Alrighty, so if you missed out on any of the previous episodes of the podcast, definitely head over to bluesandfaith.com slash blog slash podcast. You can listen to the latest episode there. And um, yes, let's go ahead and jump in. All right, so as a creative entrepreneur, blogger, you know, anyone kind of in this realm of, you know, creativity that many of us, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, most likely exist in, you know that copying and originality have been two topics that have honestly been addressed so much lately. You cannot turn your head without hearing someone talk about their frustration with it. Again, like I said in the intro, I have addressed it on the blog Agnosium several times. Writing helpful posts about community, competition, inspiration, and authenticity. But I've really strayed from calling it what it is. And it's what I affectionately call it, the copycat effect. So one reason is because when you call someone a copycat, it has an automatic negative connotation to it. It doesn't matter what way you try to spin it. Doesn't matter, you know, how you try to, you know, even if you're saying it in a lighthearted way, you're still saying that, um, you know, someone's a copycat and whether intentional or not, people don't take very kind to being imitated. They don't. Imitation is not the greatest form of flattery. And I don't know who made that up and, and why it's garnered like so much. Um, you know, backing over the years, but it's really not. It's one thing to pay homage. It's one thing to admire. It's one thing to even be inspired, but it's another thing to completely cop someone's style and someone's aesthetic or just their content in general for the sake of, um, you know, getting ahead yourself. That is not okay. And I can, uh, I can tell you, it's not going to get you anywhere. It never does because there's always an original and there's always a knockoff. And I wrote a post about this a few, a couple of weeks back. 
And I recently actually just published a post today. It should be up on the blog today that talks all about um, originality in your branded elements. Because not only have I seen people replicate content, copy content and design like as in copying someone design, but I'm seeing people literally cop someone's entire like branded elements, you know, as in one blogger I ran across the other day, their elements look very similar. Well, I mean, by their elements, I meant kind of the overall tone and branding on the site, especially the featured post images. Um, they were especially, especially similar to another um, more well-known and respected blogger and business owner. And I was, it took me a minute, like literally a hot minute, because that's how long it takes for people to notice, literally, and I'll say a hot minute, I mean like a couple seconds. It takes a couple seconds for someone to notice if you're a knockoff. Literally, because people always know who the original is, even when they don't, they usually find out because that original person, hands down, their stuff usually always, most oftentimes, looks better than the knockoff because an original is always going to be better than any knockoff. So, like I say, definitely drop by the blog. Read up on the post that I have. I have two posts talking about this recently. One is originality and uniqueness in your branded elements. And the other is avoiding finding your own style, avoiding the copycat effect. Those two posts will give you some real in-depth insight as to how to not only just avoid being a copycat, but things to kind of look out for um, as you are creating your branding or doing it or even if you're coming across um, branding of someone else's you know just that whole premise of just being original authentic and unique so I I, you know didn't mean to get off subject there but as I digress just kind of want to get into how much I have discussed this and still I know that I'm just one person in the world But I think that the more that this issue gets addressed, the more it'll push creatives to be unique and be authentic and dig deep within their souls and their creativity to not be too inspired. Because I am pretty certain that a lot of creatives who end up falling into this copycat effect trap they don't mean to they don't mean to copy it was unintentional they might have seen something and thought that's really pretty or that's really cool and that's something that I could possibly do I've been guilty of it myself but the thing is when you see that and when you are you know kind of in that mindset of um hey, that's really cool. I think I can do it too. You have to put your own spin on it. it ha- you have to put your own unique flair onto it. It 
it's it's not cool. It's not right to take someone else's idea and simply replicate it. For what? They can do that themselves. They can they can basically take whatever they created and have that be a template and make other versions of it. So you don't need to use someone else's work as a template unless you have permission. And even when you do, you still want to you still want to ensure that you're adding your own uniqueness to it. So when you're thinking about the term copycat and how you classify someone as that, to me, a copycat is someone who just makes zero effort. Zero effort when they see someone else's work and they pretty much take it with the intentions of copying it and making it claiming it to be theirs as if they created it. A lot of times these individuals are the ones that are going to get defensive. They're the ones that are going to say that it's theirs. And it's silly. It's super, super silly. So it is a pretty strong statement to make. Um, It can be seen as, you know, somewhat hypocritical. And the reason I say that is because, you know, there's so few things in the world that are original, but we are all unique. So, yes, while we are inspired by so many things around us, we still have that unique factor about ourselves. So, if you're inspired by someone's style, demeanor, or talent, are you wrong for that? Are you wrong for being influenced by that? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, Um, But your time can be better spent refining your own talent. Let's talk a little bit about what I call the super fan syndrome. So when you're thinking about if someone is a copycat or not, think about someone who's a super fan of Beyonce or Taylor Swift. And they love their style. And... As a copycat, you know, they might go out, or someone who loves their style, they might go out and find the exact same or similar dress or skirt or jewelry that Beyonce Taylor Swift wore in appearance. You know, are they a copycat for that? So, you know, no one says it's wrong when it's a celebrity because, you know, people are more comfortable with. Celebrities being copies, and this is to be kind of like these role models for the world. There are these unspoken rules about celebrities where their whole the whole purpose of them, the whole mission of their work is to basically promote things and influence people to buy them. However, those of us who aren't celebrities and aren't in that position, i.e. us, you know, creatives, we feel a sort of personal attack when someone's imitating us. I'm sure when Beyonce and Taylor Swift yes, will imitate them, they do see that imitation as flattery. They do see that um, that admiration. The, the fact that someone will want to look like them, dress like them, act like them is admiration. So it's really interesting how we can see 
you know, copycats or see people who we're really influenced by in the way that we interpret the the term or the idea on two different planes. So, as I said before, I don't like to I would I don't like to think that people have bad intentions. I don't think a lot of these imitators have any real malice in their heart and they're most likely trying to learn their way. However, in learning their way, they just don't know where to start. And I've been in that position before. But it's still no excuse to completely cop someone's style or aesthetic or their work because they work hard on that. So if you think about all the time when you're in primary school and you know how they teach you how to write and everyone, we all learn how to write the exact same way. If we go to the same school and we're in the same class, we learn how to write the exact same way. But what happens over time? We develop our very own handwriting by the time we're about seven or eight because of our own uniqueness. Whether it's just the way our brain works, the way we hold our pencils. Um, you know, I know when I was a little girl, I would maybe draw hearts or circles over my eyes or find another fun way to make a, a letter. You know, so those are, that's an example of how we could all start out in the same place and end up in so many different places. And as a creative, you have to keep that in mind that you you should always strive to end up in a different place than your counterpart you should not be striving to end up in the same place and that can mean as far as success goes why do you want to be as successful as someone else why not want to be more successful or rather let me restate why would you want to be at the same level of success as someone else why do you strive to be at their, why do you strive for their success instead of striving for your own? This is what I mean when I say your time can be better spent on your own creativity and really harnessing it. So getting into wasting your time and addressing your why. So, there's no purpose in spending so much time trying to be like someone. Uh, because they appear popular or successful, what worked for them is probably not going to work for you. When people put out ideas and how-to and things like that, yes, they're telling you what worked for them. There's a possibility for you to implement it in your own way that it might work for you. In your own way. Because that's the only way you can do it. You know, we all have different paths and lives. And different fates. And what, you know, how someone else's life is going to go versus yours. You can't determine that. A lot of people's success honestly comes from being in the right place at the right time. And luck. So when you're trying to call someone down and do what they're doing. You might be, you know, whoever you 
worship or whatever is out there in the universe that you believe in, that just might not be the plan for you. And you have to understand that. So you can spend all that time copying someone, all that time trying to be like someone, and it may never happen for you in that same way because it's not meant to. Because you are you. And what's going to work for you is going to work for you and for no one else. Because you can only do things the way that you can do them. Now, yes, there are general principles and things like that that you apply. But again, you still apply them in your own unique way. So when we're meant to do things, they come naturally without us needing to constantly look outside for lots of guidance or inspiration. And this is the time when you really have to address your why. Are you doing things because you see others doing it? So if everyone jumped off of a bridge, would you do it? Your only motive is to make money. You have to have more of a reason than this. This is not going to carry you through um, such in the long term. Are you jealous or envious of someone? This never gets anyone anywhere. Again, a bunch of wasted, wasted, wasted time. You should do things because you're passionate about them. You have to have a main driving force. You truly believe in them. This is the best place to start. You want to share an even better place to start. It makes you feel good and have a sense of accomplishment. It can be viewed as a good or bad thing, but mostly good though. And you can do without a lot of push and pull. So there should be little resistance at hand. If you're having trouble figuring out where to start, the best place to find help is from a coach or a mentor. Again, that time you spend copying someone, you can better spend consulting with an authority on what you're trying to do. As perfect and successful as people are, they make themselves. Most times, they really aren't. So while you're trying to make yourself look like someone else, you can be making yourself look better. You can be finding ways to be um, more appealing to your target audience, finding ways to uh, serve them in a better way. There's just so many other things you can be doing. But, you know, when you make yourself look better than someone, it's a lot of times these people who are doing this, it's another tool used to attract. So a lot of people are just faking the funk. There's nothing wrong with that. But unless you see someone's financial statements and such, you really don't know how successful, financially that is, that they are. So you could be copying someone who is not even successful. Or they could have other things going on in their life that is in complete disarray. And you're thinking they have this perfect life with tons of money, and they most likely don't. And if they do, they've worked hard for it, and they must be doing something right. You know, no smart business owner, especially a freelancer, is going to put themselves completely out there as a failure, even if they are failing. They might share an experience every now and then, but they're not going to come out as a, as a huge failure because that doesn't do anything for them. Yeah, they could be an emotional wreck. They could have an unorganized business, so on and so forth. But you, we really don't know what's made them successful. We really don't know how successful they are. 
when people are telling you these stories about how they've achieved success and how they run their business, it is a tactic that they're using. And it's the content marketing tactic of storytelling. It's nothing new and there's nothing wrong with it. But the disclosing of how they do things, that all that behind the scenes and their failures and showing you their process and giving you insight in their business is being done for a specific reason. And that's to connect and build trust. But of course, they're doing it in a limited capacity. There's always a legitimate reason behind why people do things and nothing is not a mistake or happenstance, especially in the world of business. You will never have the same story, process, or insight as someone else. So all you can do is learn from them and apply the principles of what they share to your business in your own way if they're actually applicable and relevant to it. So if you don't know where to start and how to apply these principles, you got to figure out how to do it or find someone that can help you. When you start from a place of authenticity, and this is what, really this is where you should start, you have a clear mind, an idea of your goals and missions completely laid out. You also know there's a particular practice or principle that will be applicable to your business or not. The last thing that you will need to do is look to others for inspiration. Therefore, position yourself as an original and focused. Your confidence will show through when you're being original and focused, which further results in you producing your best work. So again, don't waste the time trying to be someone else. Spend the time defining your brand and your business's purpose and mission and values and go from there. And make sure that it truly represents you. And then add your own aesthetic to it. Because someone else's aesthetic on your brand just looks silly. And again, their aesthetic, their branding, their mission and purpose and all that jazz, there is already doing that for their business. So their branding can't work for their business and yours unless they acquire you, which I don't think that's something that we would want to, you know, happen. So if I leave you with any words of encouragement, which, of course, I can't not do, it's to focus on yourself. Focus on your business. Keep your eyes on your own paper and dig deep. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Branded List Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I would absolutely love it if you left me some feedback. Definitely head over to the blog to catch up on some more business insight and branding insight. And yeah, again, you can catch up on all the previous episodes on blissandfaith.com slash podcast. You can find me everywhere on social media, including Periscope now at Bliss and Faith. And yeah, stay tuned. One last thing is if you have not checked out the Building an Authentic Brand Challenge, you need to get on it. I'll link it in the show notes, but it is basically a 14-day guided instruction by yours truly for adding more authenticity into your brand. And I've updated my Build an Authentic Brand Guide that is a part of this course. 
So, or not a part of this course, but part of this challenge. And the challenge you can join at any time. It did launch a few days ago, but it is basically an evergreen um, challenge. So you can join it at any time. I'm going to be going through it every step of the way with you. So, yeah, I hope that I'll be able to expand it in the future to something really awesome and amazing. But for now, it's an awesome challenge for you to learn um, more about branding, adding more authenticity into your brand. And, you know, it's just a fun thing to do. And it's all about, it kind of goes, coincides with my goals for July. And, um, yeah, make, make some goals for your brand. Make some goals to be authentic. Make goals to be a better you and a more unique you. And add that originality into your brand. All right, so that is it. I will see you guys, or I'll, I won't see you guys, I guess. But I'll be back talking to you guys next week for another full episode of the Branded Bliss Podcast. Thank you so much for listening again. I really appreciate it. Can't wait till next time.